Hey guys, welcome to FTK session two, FTK Q&A session two, I should say. Jeez, wasn't that hard to introduce? I knew I should have done the (laughs) intro. Already stuffed it up. Um, Plenty of new questions coming in, which is really good. We've picked out some of the favorites. Remember, if you don't get read out this week, it could be either that it's been pushed back to another week or that it's shit and we've yeah. deleted it. <laughs> we've got a big list of uh, good questions and then some d- still sitting out in box that are shit questions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> exactly. Um, but please keep sending them in. Yeah, whether they're shit or good. Uh, kicking us off from Lawrence Fishburne. That's a great name. I don't know if that's his real name or... I hope it is. <laughs> um how many training sessions or races or runs have you had where you legitimately want to give up the sport? Like you think, fuck this, why am I doing this? I'm so over it. Um, yeah, for me, I reckon it's come, not necessarily giving up the sport, but giving up marathons. I reckon comes most marathons. Yeah. Well, uh, no. Like during the marathon, especially <laughs> when I'm having a shit one. Like even the Olympics, I'm just like, what am I doing this? Like, for? I'm just like, fuck this. Like, I'm good at the half marathon. Yeah. Like, why don't I just go and run half marathons? Because um, you remember that that's not in the Olympics? Yeah, but <laughs> fuck. Like, <laughs> coming 66 isn't that fun at the Olympics. So, um, and then, like, Fukuoka, my first marathon when I DNF'd, like, that, that was probably a time when I was definitely like, mm, do I really want to be doing this? Like, yeah. could I just move on to other things? Um, it's also, I think, when you're good at other events. You know, yeah. it's not like there's a lot of marathon guys that don't have a choice. They're not going to make yeah. a team in something else. Whereas you, you know, you, you there's a chance you could make a team. Yeah, exactly. Well, you and have made teams. You know? Yeah, but I, after Fukuoka, I probably wanted to not even run. But yeah. I think it's it probably depends on how long that feeling lasts for. Um, yeah. Because if it's only like, I don't know, you have a downtime, you have a week or two and then you're like back to actually, no, I want to do it again. Then, then there's no problem. But um, yeah, I think marathons definitely is one that, is one it for you. makes you question. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's probably what makes it good as well. Like when you nail one, yeah. you're like, fuck, this is why it's, it's worth, it's worth a lot more than just nailing a 5k. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. But I don't it, think that, I think for like the, the listeners that if they ever have that self doubt and stuff after either bad performance or bad sessions, I suppose exactly what you said, it's how long that feeling lasts for. Like it's yeah. normal to feel like that at points. Um, but if, you know, if you're hating the sport and you want to quit for a year, probably quit the fucking sport. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like there's more to life than, than yeah. just running. I know for me, I felt it a lot in triathlon towards the end. Yeah. I was just going out for like, you know, four hour ride and then I've got to come home and do eight by a K on the track. Mm. And I was just hating it by the end and I was having those thoughts all the time. That's probably why you quit. Which is why I quit. Yeah. And as a runner, I don't really. No. I, yeah. I, get, I definitely beat myself up a lot after bad races. Like I feel really depressed after a bad race. Um, I think you can but, also go the other way as well. Like it, where, where if you're having a bad race and you don't care, th- then there's probably there's probably a, a problem there as that's, well. That's but it doesn't mean enough. I've um, heard a lot. Yeah. So so you can, yeah. There's also like where you want to quit the sport, but then it can be the negative can also be a bad thing of being yeah. like, all right, maybe I need to change something in my training or I need to. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it shows you care. You do and care. You want to do something exactly. Else. Yeah. As opposed to, I think that is a da- danger. Yeah. If you if you Perform bad, and you're like, ah, oh, well, yeah. Who gives a shit? And, and what are you, what are you doing it for? Yeah, like I know a lot of people that have terrible races, and then back up like a week or two later with one of their best races. Like, yeah. like, like Collis, I know he like got run out of the heats of the, out of the heats of the Olympics, and then two weeks later, one really um, 
3K, which is like was one of the biggest races on the circuits. Wow. And like, okay. yeah, so that was a good thing that Coles was good at, like having a bad race and then kind of setting a bit of fire in his belly yeah. and, and coming out and, and smacking something good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, I didn't know that. It's good. Yeah. So I think there's definitely, it's, uh, definitely times for me, but it just usually means that I probably care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for sure. The next question from the crafty beer runner. If you could self kudos, would you? Uh, 100%. I'm, I'm, I've, I've tried to and it's so <laughs> awkward because when you do it, then it goes in to show you who's kudos you, which is kind of a bit of kudos because I get a fair few kudos. But, um, well, I'm an absolute sucker for liking my own Instagram oh, so comments. Do I. I, do, I find it hilarious. But, but people are like, like, oh, you like your own Instagram post? It's like, well, have you ever posted a photo you haven't liked? <laughs> of course you're going to do it. What I what I find so shit is like, I've like, I'll do a comment and I'll like it and then someone will like DM me being like, Oh my god, you liked your own comment. Yeah. And it's like fuck yeah. Yeah. Fucking oath I did. It's yeah. hilarious. I love Piss it. off. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Hundred percent. <laughs> I think the crafty beer run up, you probably already knew the answer to that question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, from Dylan Verney, one of my athletes actually. He's asked race tactics for races that are more like a time trial. Um, do you run to feel pace or heart rate? And I suppose Brett and I were talking about this question. There's probably two ways there's there's two instances where this like occurs. Either you're in a race where you're the best and you're time trialing like at the front. Um, you know, I'm sure you've been in races like that before, Brett. I haven't since I was a junior, really. Yeah. Um, well, I guess even like last weekend in um, yeah, like exactly. I'm True. at the front there and I'm yeah. just gone. It's hard. Not necessarily. I'm gone off feel. Like yeah. uh, it's not off. Uh, I wasn't looking at split. Like I might have looked at my watch, but it meant nothing to me. Yeah, I, um, it was probably more to see how far I have to go. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's for me. It's mostly going off feel. Um, I think there's a good. So apparently in Boston Marathon um, years ago, when they ran two hundred two for the first time, so world record was for a two hundred four, and um, they had like this big tail in and they ran two hundred two, and I think the clock on the um, car didn't work. Oh, and wow. a lot of um, there was like these articles coming out saying that if people had known they were like going through 10k in like yeah well under world record pace yeah. or half marathon well under world record pace they would have been like freak out fuck I'm I'm actually tired yeah when I think about that yeah um that's why I don't race with a watch yeah well when I ran my, my PB mm. in the marathon I didn't race with a watch and. If I'd have known my splits, like yeah. I, I ran like fourteen fifty for the first five k, yeah. like twenty nine forty five for the first ten k. If I'd have known that, like which is like two hundred five face. Yeah. If I'd have known that, that would have been like, head. yeah, fuck, this is too quick. Exactly. But I didn't. Didn't. I would not look at any clocks until uh, about twenty three k was the first time I saw a clock. Yeah. And I was like, or maybe halfway, and then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm on a pretty quick pace here. But um, but also you've got through a long way and you're still feeling good, so. It, yeah, there's definitely a lot in that. That was when I ran my half PB. I ran, I was yeah, like thirty second PB through ten k. Yeah, and I but I, I didn't know until I looked and I saw it, and I remember feeling like, oh well, I'm t- w- w- too far. I'm too yeah. far in now. I may as well just hold on. Yeah, you know? yeah. You're like, what are you going to do? Pull over the you know. Yeah. So I think yeah, there's and then there's I suppose the other the other way is when like for example tomorrow night Box Hill Burn. Um, you're pacing Stewie yeah. to run what 13? Uh, I think he's aiming for a qualifier, so 13, that's 13, 13. 12, so he's yeah. gonna try to run like around, yeah, that and it's through 758 through 3k, yeah. So that's a huge, like, that's way under my 
pace. Yeah, and cause what did you go through the other day? Eight fifteen or something? Uh, yeah, probably eight fifteen. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't get in Adelaide. Um, and so that for me, the, this race tomorrow night is going to be like a time trial. Um, yeah. Which it's interesting because I remember racing in Adelaide and having like with like three or four laps to go, just from like a lack of race experience and stuff. I remember feeling a little nervous being like like looking around and there's like 10 people all around you and I'm thinking, okay, I've got to try and like win this. You know, it's like all yeah. like, you know, you, you're in the race to try and win. Whereas like tomorrow night, there will be no nerves about outcome performance in terms of placing. The only nerves I'm going to have are fucking how much is this going to hurt? Yeah. It's like, I know I'm going to blow up at some point. I have to be realistic. I'm yeah. not going to run 13, 12 tomorrow night. It's like, well, when am I going to blow up? I'm just sort of going to be hanging on. So that's like another time trial. And in terms of, yeah, pace and feel, that will be just running to feel. I'm not going to have a heart rate monitor on. I'm going to know the pace is crazy. It's going to be like, if I get to 3K at 7.58, I'm, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I think about me at World Cross and like, you know, it's going to be a fucking hard race. Like, yeah. It, it's... Always the hardest races, and then you just like versing so many Africans that so are fast. so good. And um, I would always kind of break the race up a little bit as well, and like have different goals of each lap or something like that. Yeah. But the first like it, it's ten k. Is it ten k or twelve k? It's I think it's twelve. I don't, I don't know. know. Jeez. I think they. Oh, I haven't been. I think they changed, changed it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think it's now it's ten k. But it'd be the first like six or seven k is literally just like kind of getting through and not like wasting any energy and not going out too hard, like trying to run like even off feel. And then that last 3K is then changing the mindset into, all right, now it's a race. Um, all these guys that are around me, yeah. these are like, yeah, like first might be like a minute in front of me, but yeah. like these You're are the guys around me. These yeah. are the guys I need to beat. Like, yeah. And for me, it was like trying to come top 30. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just like th- that would be, yeah. So the first part would be about feel and then, then it would be about um, – just getting in a race. And yeah. And that was kind of how I would judge it. Who, what did Collis come at World Cross that year? Eighth. Yeah. Yeah. I was just trying to pump, Col- pump Collis up on, pump his tires up on this podcast. <laughs> I just said he had had some shockers. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to well, real. So he, the opposite to what I said before, he came eighth and then we went to um, Carlsbad like a few weeks later, a 5K on the road. And um, I saw him leading at about 2K and I was like, fuck, he's having another blinder at 3K. I'm going past him. And then I speak to Marcy, he goes, yeah, I was feeling like shit. So I thought I'd just go to the front and I was like, oh, that's not, not what I would have done. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling shit. I'm going to bury myself. Against like some of the best 5K runners in the world. Um, As if you're just going to blow yourself into feeling good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, tricky. Yeah, exactly. Blow up opposite and you start running quick. <laughs> yeah, but well, Cross, when he came eighth, like that was. Um, that was insane. Yeah, because it was like a bit of a windy course. And I like looked across and I was just like, I'm like, fucking hell, what is going on here? Like, this yeah. makes like Collis is leading world cross country. It was just <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh, that's funny. Um, so, follow up question from George Wintle. Um, he said, What tactics do you use to judge pace? you know, feel or watch. And um, he's asking this more in training. training yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think for us that we've been running like at a high level, you know, in sport for ages, it's you just get so good at pacing. Yeah. Um, I'm probably one of the – like MTC are really fucking good. I have noticed now in my tra- – have you noticed like every time I lead, I'm too quick because I have like yeah. the insecurity of whole – oh, I don't want to be slowing you guys up. So – like I'm supposed to run a 66 and I do a 64 and then I end up having to turn around and go, sorry, boys. Yeah, and yeah, you guys yeah. like, yeah, thanks, dickhead. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you definitely just get good at it. 
like you practice it and it's, yeah, it becomes like a bit of a skill, I guess, yeah, pacing. Um, definitely. Another Collis mention, he's terrible. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he was one of the worst. Was when he? I was training with him, yeah, he would always just, I don't know, somehow, like we'd do things where like we would go say doing eight laps where we'd be like, the first three, like what we've done recently, first three in 70, yep. the next three in 68, the next yep. two in whatever. And and it'd be like, all right, he'd go 70 and then 67 and then 67 again. So now we're like already ahead of the next pace. So yep. it should be 68. So you should like just run the same. Yeah. He'll then go 65. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> there's just like all random paces coming out. And you're like, oh. Do you remember that session? La, I think it was last year when we got, it was again that progression lap and I think it was like seven laps pr- progressive um, and Grego just misunderstood the times uh, and got given like the wrong times and he was running like 50 metres in front of everyone yeah. and everyone was sort of like yelling out to him and then Jack went with him. The whole thing was cooked and we like finished it. Everyone was tired because it was so fast and Grego like let it and like Grego's like breathing super hard. I'm like, what the hell was that about? And he goes, wasn't it 65, 63, 63, yeah. 61? And it's like, no, it wasn't that. Yeah, like, didn't he? Because didn't he think it was like one lap each yeah, lap something, or something? That's right. yeah. yeah, and he was just like blasting off yeah. out in front. Grego's so misunderstood a few. <laughs> I've been doing 600s with Grego and then he just, and it'll be like, yeah, run 64 through 400 and then he just stops at 400 <laughs> and you like run into the back of him. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> that sounds like the most Grego. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose in threshold, you know, I am always, I just have heart rate. It's just as the one screen. It's just it's all I can see. Yeah. And then I, because I don't want to know my pace, but then every say like 10 minutes or something or like when I get, I'm interested and I like flick my watch up to the pace, I just have it on average. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, three or threes or whatever. And then I go back to heart rate. Yeah, um, I, you, I do. So in the first, like when we were at Caulfield, the first lap, um, I'm usually going off some splits I have. Yeah. Like I know where kind of two minutes is, where, where four minutes will be yeah. on the thing. So, um, and that's just like, I know I'm going to be pretty much around the same time. So, and that kind of gets me to my heart rate after six or seven minutes. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah, a bit of both is yeah. probably what the answer to that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, this question is from Paculus, I think. Um, it's to you, Joel. How do you? How does your body feel incorporating bike sessions into running? Do you feel fatigued? Um, yeah, definitely. I so at the moment, but pre, like a few months ago when we were we were riding on Wednesdays mm. and Saturdays, um, yeah. that was when I was running less, coming back from injury. But now that I'm running sort of 120k a week, I'm just riding once a week on a Saturday on my day off, um, and I find that it. I definitely get sort of tight and, and fatigued in different muscles. Um, but when it's the long run the next day, it's like whatever. I think if I yeah. was doing it the day before a hard workout, um, that's when I would notice it more. But like you can always sort of, you know, it's not going to be that different. You're you're going to waddle on a Saturday. Yeah. So you're running on the long run fatigued anyway. So me just right, yeah. It's not and also I did this for years and years and years. So I think it's like a runner that a runner that doesn't um ride and they're like they're you know cross training yeah they, they find it really so, difficult so for me i found it more gone the other way like so when i would running would stuff your cycling yeah oh, like wow. there'd be sundays like well I, I could do it like you're pretty good on the like you you had good like 
yeah, you were always good. Well, I remember when I first joined the group and I was like just coming out of triathlon, you and I had got stressy in the first like mm. six months together and so we're sort of comparing riding stuff. Yeah. And you were always like, you know, I was like really impressed with what you do on the bike compared to say someone like Luke Matthews <laughs> yeah. who just like fucking can't Three ride. by five minutes. And it's just <laughs> yeah, like at 20 k an hour. <laughs> yeah, Luke can run faster than he can ride. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, but I would find like, so when I was doing the heaps of riding like before Melbourne Marathon, I... We could do the running, no worries. Like every now and then I feel a little bit tired. But then when I started doing more running and then I'll do some rides on the Saturday and, you'd be and I would be cooked. Yeah. Like, and I just, yeah, I, I don't, I think I get more cooked in the long rides than I ever yeah. do in a run. Yeah. Um, there probably was some, some, like some weeks where I was probably a bit stupid where I was like riding a lot yeah, and running a lot. Yeah. And so it's probably not and even just- A few just, times where you and I would ride, like sometimes we'd go out and just do like a 90 minute, you know, two hours fairly aerobic, but other times we'll like getting in rolling race. turns yeah, and yeah, we're like yeah. racing and it's pretty much like doing a threshold run instead of an aerobic run. Yeah, exactly. So it probably wasn't just my overall load was probably off. Yeah. Was, was the big thing there. That's the but, issue. But yeah, I just always found like, I remember me and you would ride on a Wednesday or two a session on a Thursday and then on the um, – on a session on a Friday, then on a Saturday I'd go for another ride and that Saturday was always cooked from yeah. doing uh, probably the threshold and the um, and the bike early in the week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, that's it. So from D Markwald here, he's asked, if you could change one thing about the other's appearance, what would it be? Uh, I said I was just going to close my eyes and look at you and just first thing that stands out. There's, oh, yeah. there's too much. <laughs> uh, there's well, honestly so so much, and I would love to change so many things about your personality as well. We don't have enough time to go on about this. But, but come on, you may, as well, you may as well do well, one. Fucking fix your eyes for one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, to be honest, for you would probably just to make you like a good half meter taller, so I don't have to look a down. Half when meter, I'm talk- mate. Yeah, a half meter. You, I get sore neck when I'm talking to you at eye level. <laughs> That's because of where your eyes are positioned on your face. <laughs> Hammerhead sharp. Yeah. There's uh, something, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's just something off about it. it. Like, but yesterday when you were leaving the cafe and I was laughing, it's the size of your neck as well. <laughs> like, it's just so long. We've got opposite necks. I've got like a long neck. You've got a yeah, thumb short, <laughs> short, stocky, Sonny Bill Williams rugby I know, neck. I should have played rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck that's a good question um, ask that every week <laughs> we'll have yeah, a new yeah, answer we'll, yeah. <laughs> yeah maybe we'll do another show about this <laughs> uh, from Fred15 this is a funny one too do you do you put your both socks on first then your shoes or one sock followed by one shoe uh, I definitely put on both socks and um, then both shoes yeah yeah so do I but this is where one of my um pre-race superstitions come in and pre-training as well. One of the 500. Yeah. But I, so I put, I, I, I warm up in different socks. Yeah. In training? So I want, no, no, for, so for a race, yeah. like I warm up in compression socks. Yeah. And then I change. But so as soon as I take compression socks off, my feet aren't allowed to touch the ground. <laughs> so like they can, they can go on, on shoes or on like, like yeah. my pants or something like that. But then not, and then so I put my socks on and then once they're on, they're still not allowed to touch the ground. And so I get my, my spikes or my, my flats on. So it's, I can't I wait always, to fucking race you. I'm going to rub your foot into the ground. Yeah, I, know, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, even know what it is. It's like bad luck if my feet touch the ground for some reason, but it's for training as well. Like I don't let my feet touch the ground. It is and weird. so it's why yeah. I take ages. I'm always like the last person there doing my shoes up. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know what, where that came from, but 
I wonder where, like, if any of the MTC people start trying it. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of listeners are going to start doing that. Yeah. Like, message in, wow, I ran a PB. Thanks yeah, for it. exactly. <laughs> that superstition actually works. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, I, I've found like Reese. I'm doing this core activation exercise before my running, um, where I have to slide my heels along the ground, and I'd have to do it before every run, and I can't do it bare feet because if you do it bare feet, your heel like goes like. You know, it sort of grips, it grips, grips yeah, onto, yeah. And, it, and then it would same thing with shoes. So I put my socks on, and then I put my shoes on, and then I'm like, fuck. And then I have to take my shoes off. Yeah, I have to do it. <laughs> and then I have to put my shoes back on. We got heaps about nutrition. Yeah, and it was about fifty questions. Yeah, so no one's getting credit for this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but pretty much, people want to know about our normal nutrition, our pre-race nutrition, um, yeah, and like post-race nutrition. Yeah, everything. so. Like, how do you say you eat day to day? I think um, this is sort of coming back from like when I would see the nutritionist at the VIS back when I was a triathlete. Um, she told me that uh, you, you have to you have you have to think think about getting in endurance sport. You have to be getting like as many calories as possible. Also, it's different for different people. Like I've always been super skinny. I've yeah. never had a problem with weight. Even if I put on, uh, even if I get injured, I like lose weight. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was always about trying to get in as many calories as possible, but they have to be good calories. Um, so I think I would always try and eat a balanced diet, especially for like my breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, you know, you want to be having like, yeah, balanced diet. So you want to be getting carbs, you want to be getting your vitamins and minerals through f- vegetables. Yeah. Um, I know for me, I definitely eat, Way more vegetables than I do fruit. I'm not like a massive yeah. fruit eater, which is which is weird. Um, but then I would say, and I know you, yeah, we would talk talk about this a lot. It's like the extra stuff. If you're getting the balanced diet in already, then it's no harm in then having you know like a bag of chips or something like that because yeah. it's just trying to add, add in extra calories when we're training as much as we we are. You know, we're not hundred meter runners where we need to be like super lean and. We're going to be sorry. Like we're lean. going to be lean. We're, anyway. we're going to be lean naturally That's because I mean. of. Yeah. So this was funny because I was doing that study with the um, glucose yeah. measure, and I had to for four days like measure, uh, like record everything I ate in, in like a proper diary, and um, I was eating like eighteen thousand kilojoules a day, yeah, which is like That's a, a fair bit of food. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, I'm very similar. Where I'd say my meals are always good. Yeah, like I. Eat, like my dinners are always like especially good. Like I always have veggies yeah. in my dinner, like carbs and um, like meat. Um, and then, that, yeah, that's someone I always make sure I get. But then, yeah, outside of that, like there's definitely just things trying to make up. Yeah, the, the energy we need. Dev- um, I definitely see you and I having like we will have maybe typically unhealthy snacks as, but not they're not necessarily that unhealthy. Like we're not sitting there eating like a bag of lollies, but you know you'd have like chocolate muffins or so, you know, yeah. even the other day we're sitting there and we're fucking devoured the pack of lamingtons. Yeah. You know, if you're on like a weight loss program and your coach is like wanting you to drop weight, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But it's like for us, we're going to burn it anyway. Yeah. And also like we run you sometimes twice a day, but me, I run twice a day pretty every, much every, every day. day. So it's like I'm just using like exactly. all, all the things. And then like even um, I 
so on Thursday, the glucose measure actually said I was a little bit low. Yeah. Um, you thought you had diabetes. Yeah. And I, no, because like one, the whole night I was just like under and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, fucked my body here. But then ended up the sensor wasn't in my arm properly. <laughs> so it just didn't come out. <laughs> they, they're supposed to last like between seven and 14 and this was like day 10 and it just slipped out. Okay. Um, so I was like panicking and I was like eating as much food <laughs> as I could as well. Um, but then like I, I spoke to the nutritionist and then, sorry, my dietitian and- and then told her what I ate. And That's she's, Jess Rothwell. Yeah. Right? And, and, and yeah. she's like, yeah, maybe because I ate like 500 grams of carbs that day. She's like, she's like, yeah, you need to get up more towards that 600, like on double days like that. And yeah. I was just like, That's I ate a, a fucking lot of food. Like I yeah. ate a whole pizza for dinner that night as well. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, you need more. And I was just like, you just got to be like, forcing it, forcing it down. Yeah. Um, one thing I thought might be interesting for um, listeners was like my pre-race plan so i get i get a plan before my races of pretty much what to eat um is this across all races or just merit like um well pretty much all races like i don't have one for um what's it called for tuesday night but yeah um i got one for, for the 10k the other day so this was exactly what i ate um oh get it up here yeah so uh, for breakfast, so this is the 24 hours before the race. For breakfast, I had, so Turkish bread rolls. Um, I had one and a half of them. So like they're, they're fairly big. Then. Oh, I was going to say that seems small. Like, but... No, they're like, it would be like eating. So she had for me um, like four pieces of plain toast. Yeah. Um, and then, so I had that with butter and a coffee. And then I had four pieces of sushi and then a Coke um, for lunch. And then for dinner, oh yeah, this is where this is where the plan actually gets bad for me because if you're I, in a race I have hotel, it in, I have it in my on paper what I should be eating. Yeah, but then when you go to a race hotel, like I just thought we'd be just like be able to order whatever we want. Can I can I just say something funny as we're re- recording this about um, nutrition? Smacks just walked in into the kitchen. He's unloading his bag of groceries, yeah, and, and all it is is junk food. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> no, Smack is pretty healthy. What have we got? Strawberries, apple. Eggs, bread, McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> avocado. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I have it on, on, so I'm supposed to eat for dinner like 250 grams of rice with some chicken or tuna and like a little bit of salad. Yeah. But we went to like a kind of a communal dinner yeah. and like where they just put the food out and you just you serve it. Yeah. And it was just like, it was like pasta and stuff, but. I, I kind of stick to this like low FODMAP diet, which is like low fiber and like any, pretty much anything else that won't upset your stomach. And I, so I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be eating this. Yeah. Well, like, what, what do I do? And then so like, I ate a little bit of it and then I went home and had uh, for dinner a 500 gram tub of, um, Cream, what is it? Creamed rice. Creamed rice, yeah. Which is probably not the best dinner. But, <laughs> but all, I, all I'm thinking is like, oh, I need to get like, yeah, so I'm supposed to get about 600 grams of carbs. Um, which is exactly what I got. So, yeah. And yeah, yeah, so pretty much for me, it's like a lot of rice. And and then, but yeah, you can see that there's Gatorades in there. There's like Coke in there because it's just You're just trying to get, it's just extra carbs. Yeah, where where this is like a little bit more sugary um, because it's for a race. Yeah. Day to day, you can't eat that. Exactly. Um, You you need a bit better, but yeah. Yeah. We're and yeah, we, (laughs) we were, you and I in Hobart were running around Woolworths trying desperately to find uh, rice. Pack. Yeah. Like going to races, it's sometimes hard because, you know, we, you and I both have mi- microwave rice before a race for breakfast and we'd never microwave in the room. 
So it's like, okay, how the fuck are we going to do this? So then we're looking in Woolworths for like rice cakes that are yeah. then you, we can I only find. I want white rice. Yeah, because well, I have on. white rice too. Yeah. And so they're, and they're, everything says made with brown rice. And it's like, yeah. where the, where's the unhealthy one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was a bit annoying. That was, we ended up getting a, a um, microwave. You, yeah. Yeah. Which is because it was 4 a.m., which is the hardest part, but they let us use one of them. Um, an interesting thing about the carb like loading thing, I th- would say for listeners that might like a, per- a perfect example of this is if a listener's ever, ever had like two beers. Yeah. The night, two, maybe three beers the night before a long run. You know, that just, it's like the, the peak amount of alcohol. So it's got to be beers because it's super high in carbs, um, where it's like you're not. You're still sleeping well. You've got no hangover or anything like yeah. that. And you, then you go do your long run Sunday morning and you just feel fucking good. Yeah. And it's like generally it's not – it's definitely not because of the alcohol. It's because of the carb yeah, exactly. in the it's, beer. Yeah, because you're that night – It's like having two dinners. Yeah, you've had – yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're a bit extra fueled yeah. for, for that session. Yeah, one of my athletes the other day like was messaging me. He's like, yeah, I had a great session. And then I ran with him the next day and he's like, yeah, I don't know how. Like I was pretty hungover because I, like, <laughs> I had a work party or something like that. And I was just like, yeah. I had a few beers. And like, yeah. I woke up feeling okay and then trained awesome. I was like, yeah, it's full of carbs. Full like, of carbs, easy exactly. So maybe everyone should start drinking beers before the races. <laughs> um, yeah, Last question. The, yeah, so if you could win one of from the world Chad majors. Lads, yeah, sorry, from Chad Lars. Um, if you win one of the world majors, which marathon would it be and why? For me, I would probably say without even any knowledge of the course or anything, I would say New York just because I won't go to New York. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to New York and I would just lo- – I don't know. I just feel like that would be really sick. Yeah, New York. I've run New York. I've run London. Um, they're both ridiculous yeah. to be honest. Um, so just quickly back to the nutrition. So at New York Marathon – they, you're like eating in a room um, and they kind of have like food there for you but then they give you money to go out and buy your dinner. Yeah. But then, so you pre-race, you're going out and eating in random restaurants and yeah. like it's not really like... And you're wanting to try all these cool yeah, yeah. New York pizza places yeah, and yeah. stuff. But like you, you kind of, it's hard to stick to like plans like that because you can't like go and just get like heaps of rice and some yeah. tuna from, from like a restaurant in New York. So yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe there's like a thing about being flexible as well. You, ha- you be, do have yeah, to be flexible. Yeah. Like when I was a triathlete, we would go to all these really weird places, you know, yeah. like weird, like Estonian and Latvian yeah. towns and, and the night before you'd be having like fermented fish yeah. like, and you just have to cop it and eat it. So yeah. it's like the athletes that, um, yeah, have these like are really anal about things and with no room to move, they're just going to suffer when they have to travel to a race. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I remember going to World Cross in China and I was like, um, just the food I just didn't like it it was like yeah. spicy um, yeah. and then it was just I, yeah, I just didn't really like yeah. it I pretty much ate rice and broccoli <laughs> for, for like the whole week I was how there. old were you your palate's uh, definitely changed since then yeah I, I would have been like 22 then maybe yeah. 23 yeah yeah um, Yeah, I'm definitely a bit more better than now you're looking forward to go back to China and yeah, yeah. All the I love food I go to Japan because it's exactly my diet yeah. just rice and like sashimi <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest the Japanese like race hotel food is always the best yeah so I'm having miso I remember I was just like behind one of the Japanese um, athletes like in the line to get food and I just like copied everything <laughs> <laughs> there's some weird things in there but it was you like know the, when you cook your own udon yeah they like you the know, udon in that like and then you dip it in the water yep. to cook it and then you've oh it's so good and then meanwhile like, people are having like cornflakes in Melbourne it's like fuck yeah. that yeah I know my normal 
breakfast of wheat bix is like so boring. So like, boring. They, like, yeah, yeah. They'll eat rice and like soup for breakfast. I'm like, <laughs> Give me some of that. Um, so what's yours? Yeah, the world uh, major. Well, Kipchoge still needs to win. What which one? Boston and and New York. So maybe if I go and win one of them when he's trying to get his fifth, <laughs> that could be good. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd be, 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 be happy if I won any of them. Yeah. Like, it's not one I'd go, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, damn. It was, it was London. It's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I, I do really like London as well. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel a bit more t- attached to that just because I know the people there. I've, I've run there yeah. a couple of times. Um, yeah. And it's, it is always like a big thing just with athletes they get out. So I'll say London. Yeah. Great. Awesome, guys. That was, uh, yeah, really good questions. So we will uh, be back for session three next week. Thank you. Bye.